Blog Talk Radio. And that's the case, we put Oakley 
see a mace in your face. We draw charges and we send picks. We are New York. We are the New York Knicks. Say go New York, go New York, go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a special edition of Sports Urban Legends. Along with my co-host, Macaulay Matthew, I'm, of course, William Mamo. What's up, Mac? How are you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm pumped up. Nick. Um, you ain't the only one. Go. Nick. Tonight, I should say tomorrow night. Tomorrow. Tomorrow night. It goes down. Mm-hmm. Knicks versus Hawks. Man, so ladies and gentlemen, you already know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Knicks' upcoming game, their first game since 2013. You know, let us know what you think. Are you happy the Knicks are back in the playoffs first time in, in you know, in like eight years? Are you PO'd that they're back? If you're a Nick hater, let us know. You know, if you're indifferent, you don't care either way, feel free to call in the show. You know, yeah. whatever you want to talk about, this is your this is your free and safe space to, to express yourself. So if you want to talk to us, feel free to call us at 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So feel free to talk about this, Nick's topics or any topics, course we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about um the yankees the mets and uh anything anything that's on our mind or anything you guys would like to talk about so again the number is uh 563 so again the floor is yours and right now tomorrow night the floor is going to be the new york knicks Today's episode is called We Here for Knicks versus Hawks Playoff Series Preview, 2021 edition. So why are we here for the Knicks? Well, because the Knicks, this the, they're the fourth seed. They, they shattered any expectation that anybody had of the Knicks doing, as, even us Knicks fans, diehard longtime Knicks fans since the 90s, you know, the good times, even though the bad times, you know, even the good times we had in the, in the 90s Knicks teams, man, they unfortunately always had a bad ending. Thanks to Jordan, thanks to Elijah on, and at the very end of that incredible run, you know, um, uh, you know, Duncan and Robinson, man. It's like every time we, we get up that hill, there's always some Hall of Famer that knocks us off, man. Like, mm-hmm. and then I didn't even talk about Reggie Miller. You oh, know, yeah. I mean that. I mean, there's so many villains that we had to battle against. You know, it was like a '90s cartoon. Like back in the '80s, in the in the '80s, the good guys always win at the end of the the cartoon or the episodes. You know, but in the '90s, that's when you had villains. You know, actually outsmarting the 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 the, the um the heroes, whether it's Batman the Animated Series or or um. I'm trying to think of some other shows, X Men, or or we're in, we're in, we're on Earth is Carmen San Diego. Like the villains can get away, you, you know it. It you, you know your sense of security of of seeing the good guys always overcoming the bad guys. It was shaken because you know those cartoons, man. Like 
eighties to me the highlight of the cartoon era started in the eighties and then that night the nineties man it just took it to that whole another level man so I'm taking you back to the the Knicks man that's what that's how what the Knicks have done man they took back the, they brought us back to the nineties defense yeah. that no holds bar defense that they attitude era defense that doesn't take any any crap from anybody who who sh- they share the ball and you know we're we're the underdogs you know and we're going to oh, take yeah. we're going to take you know we got to take this this um this series and here's a here's a weird thing i i i found out recently and i checked this out as this this song is going on and um it seems like it looks like this is legit this is like it's legit one of my favorite songs growing up, especially sports wise. You heard it. Yes, you heard the 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 um the NBA on NBC um you know Ron Ron Ball Ron, Ron Ball Rock I think it was called. But of course I also played um yeah, that one was from John Tesh. But the other song I played was of course the Go New York Go song from the 90s Knicks teams. You know, they've had various dif- different versions of them. Uh, you know the '94 Knicks had one, the the um, '99 had one, and then I think 2013 someone did another version of it. But yeah, I found something extremely weird. Are you sitting down, Mac? Oh yeah. I hope you're sitting down too, ladies and gentlemen, because one of the writers of the the Go New York Go song, his name is Jesse Itzler, right? Um. Yeah, this dude he he owns like Zico Coconut Water and and other companies. But here's the weird thing: Are you sitting down, Mac? Oh yeah, been sitting down. This dude, <laughs> this dude is a co-owner of the Atlanta Hawks. Oh really? Like what? I, uh, I, I'm guessing he's he's rooting for the Hawks. I, I was with this song. I'm assuming he was a Knicks fan, but you know, hey, his money his money grew up, and he's like, hey, I can't buy the Knicks, so I'm gonna just buy the the Hawks. Wow, you know, I mean, wow. it's, it's it's way like it's shocking. Like you would have thought, whoever did this song, this incredible song, would have been a Nick, a Nick fan, and would have been the Nick for life. But hey, you know, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a smart businessman. You know, he got he got his money, and he was able to buy in, you know, buy a, a NBA team. I mean, you wow. can't fault that, but it's just weird. Like it's That's weird that weird. a guy who made arguably the greatest Nick song. If, if you know owns the Hawks, like <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the, the irony of it is 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 funny. But hey, wow. you know, prop props to him. You know, you know he like again, he's a smart businessman. That's a paradox. Yeah, I wish he would have. I wish he could have had enough money to buy the the Knicks. But you know, it is what it is. You know. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, this is this is gonna be a a, a great series. You know. You got you got the young team in um you know um Trey Young. We got our old friend Gallinari coming back to try to hunt the Knicks. And then you got you got the the blend of veterans, you know, you know of uh of um you know Randall, Julius Randall, who got robbed of 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 being an MVP candidate, a finalist. You know, I mean, you know it goes to Steph Curry um, I'm trying to think of the other two off the top of my head. Um, the the finalists. Um, 
let me check who the other the, the other finalists were. But yeah, um, what's his name? I I think uh, Curry's gonna win that one, and he should. Um, but yeah, Randall should at least got a nod for that one. I mean, obviously he's in the running for the most improved player, which he should win that. Uh, Derrick Rose, he's gonna he's um. Derrick Rose is going to be a finalist for the Six Man Award, but you know he said that he'd prefer you know the success in the playoffs than the than the Six Man Award which obviously you can't fault him for that. And uh, Tom Thibodeau, he did lose the coaches' um, um, vote of the, 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 the NBA Coach of the Year. However, this is not the NBA Coach of the Year award. That one is coming, uh, I think, during the finals or, or the playoffs or around that time. It's not – because there was a huge misconception that, you know, you know, Monty Williams beat him out for that. Monty Williams could very well beat him out for that because I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Monty Williams did a phenomenal job with the with the Phoenix Suns. Um, you know, obviously they got you know Ke- Kevin Booker. I mean, Devin Booker and um, and uh, Chris Paul. Um, yeah, they got a good team. And not to mention, um, Monty Williams. You know, he was always a you know a good coach in the in the league, and you know he faced hard heartbreak. Uh, losing his wife and, you know, doing an inspirational speech about, you know, how, you know, Jesus is going to carry him, you know, through this, this situation that he's in. And, you know, he was able to, you know, come back and, you know, coach this uh, Phoenix Suns team. So, you know, obviously he's a well-deserving man to, to you know, and coach to, to, get, to get the award. But, yeah, I mean, I think, to you know, all due respect, I think, and I know I sound like a Knicks homer, you know, you know, waving the orange and blue, uh, but I think, I think uh, Tom Thibodeau should get it because, I mean, we all knew Tom Thibodeau was a, uh, you know, is a former coach of the year. He's a he's a great coach, um, you know, a, a defensive genius, and um, you know, obviously, you know, he should be in the running. But for him to take the essentially what was the what was the la- last year's Knicks team and turn it into a playoff contender, you know, uh, a playoff a playoff team. I mean, come on, you got to you got to give it up to him. RJ Barrett and and um Julius Randle took their games to a whole another level. I mean, obviously you you can point to Julius Randle being the leader of the team and, you know, turning his his career around and then RJ Barrett and all the other guys, they they, you know, they jump suit because, you know, once your leader is, you know, leading by example, you know, you're just you're gonna follow the lead, and and it's and it's you know the team's successful. So um, yeah, props props to the Knicks. You know the um, Tom Thibodeau man. Like I knew, you know, I I thought the the Knicks ceiling would have been an eighth seed before the season started. I thought they would have started off slow, like most Knicks teams do and does. And of course, you know they have a horrible second half and get knocked out. But I felt like you know with Thibodeau. They had a shot to have a, a you know a, a a slow first half and then have a a good second half and then just barely make it to the playoffs as the eighth seed. But man, with Thibodeau, man, he just he just took he just it sped up the 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 rebuilding and and uh, you know maturation of the players in this one year. Like it's it's remarkable and. Everybody's buying to the to the system. You got Derrick Rose, 
a blast from the past from Thibodeau's um, Chicago and and Minnesota days, and then of course Rose is now a two-time Nick, and you're just getting so many um, you know contributions from everybody on on the court. The rookie quickly. I mean, like this this team is quickly uh, you know the talk of the town in New York. Even though we have the Nets. Who you know who's who did well one game one we're gonna get into that right after we we do our next talk, but Mac, what's what's on your mind, man? Oh man, I can't wait for the game tomorrow. I mean the Knicks, you know this this team has been very resilient all year, and Thibodeau definitely deserves to win Coach of the Year. If he doesn't, then I'm gonna go down to the NBA office and have a riot. I'm not playing around. He deserves. I mean, look look at the stats. He he, the Knicks are number one in almost all the defensive stats. I mean, couldn't say that last year. I mean, their defense was horrible. Now their defense is top notch. It's the best in the league. You know, they play tough and physical, and their offense has been playing real well as well. Shooting a lot of three pointers. You got Bullock, Burks, Randall hitting threes all over the place, you know. So not only are they a good defense team, but they're also one of the best offensive teams in the NBA as well. So Thibodeau, just for that, Thibodeau deserves coach of the year. And, again, if he does it, then, you know, that there should be an investigation into that. But the Knicks, I, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. I think – it's good. You know, the Hawks, they had a very good season as well. You know, they have their superstar, Trey Young. Um, but I, I think uh, the Knicks are going to take this series in six games. It's going to be tough. But I think uh, they're going to take it in six games. And, um, yeah, man, it, it's going to be fun to watch. You know, we haven't had playoff basketball in a while. And so I just hope that, the you know, fans just go out there, you know, are they're loud and they're cheering on. The Knicks and the Knicks just play hard, and uh, hopefully they they don't get swept. But I presented this question to you earlier today: If the Knicks do end up getting swept, do you still think this is a good season? Yeah, and that's a very good question. You know me. I, you know, if you've been listening to this show since two thousand and nine, I I normally feel like if you don't if you go if you get knocked out of the first round in the playoffs and you get swept. Then it doesn't even count. It's like you're a play, you're a playoff you're a paper playoff team. I disagree. But for this Knicks, but this Knicks team is the exception. I'm I'm going to give them a pass, and I would, to be honest with you, I've never had to use this pass before, because I would only use this pass if my team won a championship and they were trying to defend defend the title. This would be the only time I would use this this pass. I've never spoken to you about this. My teams have never won a championship while I'm, you know, as I'm a fan of them. You know, as either I'm too old or I'm too young to, you know, in the Mets case, to see them win a title. But make that, but with that said, if the, my team would have won a championship, man, they, they got a pass for the whole, the whole next year if they don't win it all. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm good. Like, hey, you know, you won the title. Obviously, you want to try to win it again, but hey, you know, I'm good. I'm good with that that title, you know, we're in the history books. But this Knicks team, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a pass because the Knicks they've been out of the playoffs for eight years. 
you know, Tom Thibodeau, he, he's man, he, like, he changed the culture. Like, like I was saying, he, you know, he sped up the rebuilding process of the Knicks. You know, the Knicks are playoff bound. You know, the, the, the Knicks are, are like two superstars away from, from being a, 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 ch- a serious championship contending team. You know what I mean? So with that said, they're playing with house money, you know? The pressure is on, on the other teams to, to knock them out. You know what I mean? I mean, with the exception of the Hawks, because the Hawks is a young team as well. But, but like, the Nets, which, you know, obviously now they have, you know, the big three and, you know, Celtics, is, they're battling out, which we're going to talk about very soon. You know, you got these other teams, you know, it, you know in, the, in the NBA, they got, they got a – the pressure's on them. Obviously, the Lakers. The Lakers just um, beat out the, um, the, the Warriors, you know. So, the pressure's on all these other upper echelon teams to, to, to knock out the Knicks because Knicks, right now, they're the Cinderella story of the NBA, you know. And Nate McMillan, before the game even started, was saying, like, the league wants the Knicks to win this series, you know, because, you know, the, the league, you know, you know, wants a big seed to, to be in the playoffs. What he said is partially true. It is, it, it's, you know, it's not the, it's not the same. And, it, you know, watching the playoff games, if the Knicks, the Lakers, the Celtics, they're not in the playoffs, which rarely happens. Um, the NBA is, you know, it's not the same. It's not, you know what I mean? But I disagree with him that the they want the Knicks to, to, to win. Because if they wanted the Knicks to win, they would the ping pong balls would have been going the Knicks' way. Ever since Patrick Ewing won it in 85, everything, the Murphy's Law rule has been in effect with the Knicks. What could go wrong has gone wrong. And since 2001, with the exception of the 2013 Knicks team, everything has gone wrong. Hall of Fame coaches can't coach the, these players. GMs making horrible decisions, overpaying for, for mediocre at best players. It's been going on and on and on and on and on. But now they changed the culture with Leon Rose, with um, Tom Thibodeau, Worldwide West and, and, and everybody, the whole entire coaching, they changed the culture of the team. And now, possibly, Knicks could maybe attract a star player, you know, in the offseason. Maybe. Or you most likely will have a wait-and-see attitude and see, hey, let's see how the Knicks do again next, this upcoming year. And then they'll see what happens. But Right now, we can't think about the free agency. We can't think about potential trades. Right now, we got to just do the best that we can with the guys we have right now. So right now, the focus is on, you know, the Hawks. You know, I think, and I do pick them to beat the Hawks. But it's not going to be easy. I think the Knicks are going to win in either six or seven games. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a tough series. You know, it, this is going to be a battle. You got these young these young bucks in the Hawks, you know, playing, and then you got our our, vet, our our mix of veterans and young young players as well. So this is gonna be an exciting exciting series. But in order for us to win this series, we gotta we gotta shut down Trey Young. We now, got to. Now you mentioned Knicks. You know, you you mentioned that the 2013 season. You will forget the Knicks made the playoffs 
three years in a row from 2011 to 2013. In 2011, they finished 42-40. and 40. And before that, they hadn't made the playoffs in seven years. They had a team with Melo Stoudemire, and they were coached by D'Antoni. They got swept by the Celtics. Now, this year, if they get swept by the Hawks, which I don't think is going to happen, but let's say, you know, hypothetically, if that did happen, what's the difference between this team and that team? Because that team, they, they probably were more talented, but they made – they were they made they had a 13 game improvement in wins, and I think I thought they played really well until they got swept by the Celtics. But what would be the difference if they got if they got swept this year compared to when they got swept back in 2011? That's a that's a very good question, Mac. That's a very good question, right there. What is the difference between this year and that team? The difference is with that team and this team is that it's it, this what what the Knicks are doing right now all the misery that the the Knicks have went through between I'm I'm including what happened from 2013 not only what happened from 2013 on to now but I'm talking about from the from us getting that first round knockout from the Toronto Raptors 20 years ago this is the culmination of all those horrible seasons in between those times. That's the difference. But, yeah. But, what, but even yeah. if they get swept again this year? Yeah. I'm giving them a one-time pass. I'm giving them this one-time pass. They're not going to get it again this, this time. Okay. Okay? But I'm giving it to them because once, yes, they've, had, they've been knocked out. Like you said, they've been swept before. They've been swept by the Nets. They've been, they've been knocked out, you know, from the playoffs. They got swept the next year in 2012 against the – the Miami Heat. I remember. I and remember that was also that. a good season. I remember. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I, I remember that. But those teams were those teams. They had talented guys. They, you know, we we expect them to do to do good. I mean, obviously not win a title, but this team this team was a rebuilding team. We weren't expecting them to be, you know, to 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 be a a contending team. Remember, if you watch the, these episodes on this of this show. We've been saying like the you know the ceiling of this Knicks team is a, is the eight seed, you know what I mean? Yeah. If everything goes well, they could be eight seed. But they won't They went to a four. They're, they're four, the fourth seed. Yeah, true. You know they didn't have to be in the they didn't have to be in the play in. You know what I'm saying? Like that that is remarkable. I mean, I hate this play in, um, um, what you would call it format, but you know there's the sign of the times. They wanna they wanna do everything, you know, with these wild cards and baseball and all this stuff, you know, to attract more fans from different cities which, who would have been out of it, you know, through the, the typical format. You know, I get that. But the reason why I'm giving them a pass is because I'm not only, in, you know, I'm adding, I'm, I'm taking in account all the swaps that they've had in the past 20, 20 years, and all these horrible teams that they had. So it's a buildup of all the horrible stuff, the horrible trades, the horrible signings, all those stuff is culminating to me, giving them a pass. This is a pass 20 years in the making of all the horrible stuff I've seen them do, you know, but for them to, you know, for them to 
overachieved this year. And normally, like you say, I never – my, my mentality is always if you, if you – no matter how successful your, your regular season is, if you get swept in the first round of the playoffs, it's like you didn't, you didn't make it. If you win one game, I'll give you that. But if you're in the record books and you get swept, you don't even win one game. I'm asking you to win the series. I'm asking you to win a game. Then it's a wash. The season, the whole season was a wash. But this year is the exception. This year is the exception, primarily because it's the the um, the continuation of everything that happened in this past 20 years. You know, what I mean, like them trying to rebuild. They make a dumb move that sets them back. Rinse and repeat. You know what I'm saying? It's it's everything added up to that. Whereas those other teams, you know, it was we we weren't so far removed from those from you know the um that 2001 team that lost to the Raptors. You know, essentially it was just a few years removed, or you know the um the games that you were talking about was just a decade removed. You know what I'm saying? Like this one, this this year we actually see. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's dim, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Whereas those teams, it's like every time it looks like, you know, you're you're digging your way out of out of out of the 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 ditch, you hit you hit dirt and then it just falls all over you and you gotta start over again. But this team, I'm giving them I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm gonna give them a pass. You know who the real MVP is this season for the Knicks? Me and you. <laughs> no, they they hairdos. I mean, you look. They have cornrows, Randall dreads, rolls, and kid and play braids quickly. You know, and Bullock has that OG Woody Woodpecker hairdo. <laughs> they hairdos. I would say MVP for the hairdos this year, man. Well, speaking of that, um, I think I think it was uh, Theo Pinson that said that. He's gonna definitely. He's um. Randall's definitely gonna have his hair braided uh, for the playoffs. So oh, okay. even if he has to do it himself, <laughs> Randall's gonna Randall's gonna show up game one with, with his hair braided. <laughs> do you know why? Why? Because we here. We here. <laughs> That's why. That's why. All right. I don't know what the reason was for real, but you know, just gotta. I just gotta throw it out there for the Nick haters out there. We here. So I'm finally giving them. I'm I'm giving them a pass. History has been made. I'm giving a non-playoff team a pass. If, no matter what happened to the to the Knicks, if they get swept, if they get blown out by 20 points, this this playoff, I'm I'm giving them a pass. But next year, I'm not gonna be so forgiving. Yeah. But that's that's it. So. That's my except. That's my thing. Well, okay. What would what would they have to do for you for it to be a failure? Nothing at this point. So I'm using because, the Mac mentality because they've overachieved and they've gone as far as they wanted to. So even if they get, I always said this to you. I know. Even if they get swept, it, this was still a good season for what they've accomplished this year. So I wouldn't consider it a, consider it a failure even if they got swept. I mean, it was still a very good season. So. Uh, at this point, you know, I'm I'm just gonna enjoy the ride, and you know, see how far they go. 
Okay. Fair enough. I'm going to ask you the same question you asked me because unlike me, unfortunately, cue the violins. Unlike you, I haven't seen my teams win a championship live unless if I have to watch a video, uh, you know, watch a, you know, a DVD or, or footage online or maybe play a video game and simulate what it would be like to see my team win a championship. But you have seen your, your teams win a championship. Yeah. Okay, so how what would when your team wins a championship, what especially with the Yankees, what is mm-hmm. your mentality? Do you do you give do you do you give them a pass the following years if they don't make it, or do you have that Yankee mentality of like okay last year was last year we won the title let's just keep winning as many as we can, keep the dynasty going. Oh yeah, what of course. Your, I mean yeah, you give them yeah the next season you you give them a pass of course. Yeah, if if they don't, uh, well, I mean, you don't really give them a pass. I mean, at the same time, you want to win. You always want to win a championship. I mean, that's the end goal, right? You always want to win a championship. So if they can do that, yes. But if they fail to to do that, yeah, you give them a pass the next year, of course. That goes for any team. And, you know, the typical you know Yankee mentality is like, hey, you know, every year we gotta try to win the title. You know. And if well, we don't yeah, win the that, title, it's a that's the goal. That should be the end goal for everyone to win the title. Wow, well, of I mean, course. If, if a team is not thinking that, then, you, you know, you're not You're serious. in the wrong sport. Yeah, exactly. So, as a fan, you should want your team to always w- try to win a championship. And, but, you know, if your team has won a championship the year before, yeah, of course you have to give them a pass the next year, definitely. And when the Yankees won the championship in 09, the next year they still, you know, of course I wanted them to win it again in 010. Mm-hmm. In, in in 2010, but they failed to do that. But you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't pissed because they had won it the year before. Same See? goes for the New York Giants. You know, when they won in uh, against the Patriots those two times, I gave them the pass the following years as well. You know, although I didn't expect them to win a championship. Um, well, actually, no. There was a year that that remember that first time the Giants beat the Patriots. Yeah, that was like a, the 07 team, I think. Yeah, the next year, they you know, they, they started off the season great. They finished with like a 12-4 and four record. And they ended up losing in the, in, the, in the second round against the Eagles, which was disappointing because, you know, they were picked to go to Super Bowl again. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of disappointed because I wanted them to try to win back-to-back Super Bowls. But, uh, you know, even though I was disappointed, you know, you give them a pass because they, ended up, they did win it the year before by upsetting the Patriots, but yeah, I mean, I guess for all fans, if, you, if your team wins the championship, you got to give them a pass the next year, right? I mean, but at the same time, you you always want to win the championship, so I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of 50-50. Okay, so here's, let me follow up what I'm saying. Do you, do you give them the pass before the next season start when they're trying to defend it, or do you wait in retrospect, after the season's over, and you, you have to wait till the season's over. Yeah, you don't know what they're going to be during the season. I mean, you know, they could they could either they could either be great or they could suck real bad. You know, you hope yeah, that but, they try to you hope they win the championship, but you can't you can't predict the outcome of what's going to happen. You know, during the season. So, but so, um, my, so you've never you've never given your team a pass the following years before the season the next season started. You don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, you're entering your season. If you're if your team win the championship, 
entering the next season, you're expecting your team to be very good and to try to win it again, defend it, right? Right. You're not just say this. Oh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna. My team's gonna lose. If my team loses, I'm gonna give it a pass. You can't think like that. <laughs> if they if they do eventually lose that season, then you give them a pass. You know, mm-hmm. because they made it last year. But no, you want to try to repeat, or you know, have them be successful just as they did the past year. You always want to get better, of course, or be just as good as last year. You know what I'm saying? Of course, of course, you want your team to defend and 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 hopefully defend it successfully and then go for that dynasty. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, that goes yeah. without saying. But I'm saying, have you ever been like after the parade, like, man, this is great, man. Like, you know, I want them to win as many of the, as they can. But if they don't, you know, at least I'm good with. At least I see, saw them win the title. You know, have you never had before that season mentality? Starts? Before no. the season started, even though, of course, your number one goal is to defend and go for the dynasty, of course. Uh, no, not 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 a, not before the season even starts. I mean, that's not a logical way to think. I mean, maybe during the season if they're doing mm-hmm. bad, okay. or be, as the season ends, but not before. No. Okay. Just wondering. It just popped in my head before. I never thought of that that idea before. Because yeah, I never right. had to deal with that problem, so it never crossed my mind. Well, yeah, I mean, once your team reach, reaches that point, then you'll you'll see. You know, you'll but see. You got me. That's a good problem to have, though. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Hopefully the Knicks win the championship this year, I hope. Hopefully. But, um, yeah, shifting gears. Um, because it's like, let me let me give you a, oh, sorry, yeah. let me give you a quick okay. It's right, like. Well, it's like you know you 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 get a hot, you score a hot girl right and like oh man this is the like this is the hottest girl I'm ever gonna be with you know and then you're like okay so you meet a, the hot you meet this hottest girl at a club and you score a date with her and you know you eventually do your thing then you know the next night you're like okay I'm gonna try to score a girl a, a girl again. And you're not immediately going to give yourself a pass and say, okay, if I get an ugly girl, then that's it for me. I don't care because I had a hot girl the night before. You don't think like that. You're like, okay, I'm going to get another hot girl the next night. You well, want to keep getting hot girls, you know? Well, why don't you have a, a, a winner's – why don't you have, a, like, a, like the mentality you have and put a ring on it, <laughs> Out of, you know? I was talking about one-night stands, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm talking I, about getting married over here. <laughs> but you see my point, like you know, you want you want to like give yourself a pass the next time, like think, okay, you know, I'm gonna go get this ugly girl tonight because I already have a hot girl. Yeah, uh, ugly girl would be good for me to, 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 to tonight. No. Well, why don't you take what Jordan did and retire? You know. <laughs> <laughs> He retired three times. It must have worked. <laughs> but yeah, man. Also, um, man. Ho- hopefully, the Knicks can uh, shock the world. You know. Yeah. Seventy-three so. has been a long, long time. Long time coming, man. If we don't have a miracle in the next couple of years, man, it's gonna be the fiftieth anniversary since our last title. And man, it's been a long time. The last time the Knicks won a title, Sanford and Son was on TV. That's how that's how long time ago it was. So let's try let's try to snap the streak. Yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Before all of us get a heart attack, 
like like um Fred Sanford opening. <laughs> you heard that Elizabeth? They got they're in the playoffs now. But I digress. <laughs> so let's go, Nick. Let's do this. Tomorrow night, the fun begins. Can't miss it. But um, shifting gears for real this time, we're gonna talk about the Nets. And uh, you know the Nets, they um, they did what they had to do. You know they defended home court in Brooklyn, and uh, the big three. You know this is the ninth game they've played with each other, but the fir- but most importantly, this is the first time they played in the playoffs together. And um, the recipe, you know, it worked. Um, yeah, and the Nick, uh, rather the 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 Nets. They won by the final score of 104-93. And, um, yeah, Kevin Durant, he you know, he led the way with 32 points. Um, you know, Kyrie Irving had 29 points, and Harden had 21 points. So, basically, they scored 82 out of the 104 points that the that – the, um, you know the the net scored uh, on on you know tonight, and uh, basically, you know the Nets they shut down Walker, Fournier, and the rest of and Tatum and the rest of the Celtics. You know they only scored uh, forty points in the second half, which yeah, you Celtics know, were playing real good in the first half. Mm-hmm. But the second half it was all Nets. Yeah, man, and that's what that's what you know. That's what we were worried about. Like, would the would the Nets would the Nets gel? You know, playing defense. You know, would they um, also um, would they you know share the ball and score in the playoffs? And yeah, sure enough, they did it. You know, because one thing you, I mean, you you know, you can say is all three of these guys. You know, they've been playoff tested, and obviously um, Durant. And um, Irving, you know, they've won titles, you know, for the um, the Warriors and the um, the Cavaliers, uh, respectively, and you know, individually, you know, shoot, they have, they've even battled it out against each other, you know, and yeah. the you know during those Warrior um, Cavalier um, you know feud, so yeah, man, but now they're joining forces. So yeah, it would have been. So yeah, I mean it's, you know, a great start. You know, to this uh, to this playoffs. Yeah, it's it's a really good start. And uh, today also, you had the. You had the Mavericks beat the Clippers, and I think there's another game going on right now. Let's see. Yeah, the Mavericks beat the Clippers one thirteen to one oh three. Um the Bucks beat the Heat one oh nine one oh seven. Oh yeah, that was the other overtime. Game. Yep. Um at halftime as we speak right now, the the Nuggets are leading the Trailblazers sixty one fifty eight. Um but yeah, that's a that's a real close one. And then you know, um, tomorrow we got the Wizards um, 
facing the the seventy sixers, um, the Lakers. They're 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 battling the Suns. Um, uh, of course, you know Hawks versus Knicks that we all know about and love, and then of course, uh, last but not least, you got the the Grizzlies um, versus the Utah Jazz. So, yeah, man, this is a you know this is like fighting. NBA playoffs right here. Oh, yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, I saw some of that Buck uh, Heat game. That was a very good game. It went into overtime, and Middleton ended up hitting uh, the game-winning shot. Um, so the Bucks survived that one. But, yeah, it's playoffs have gotten off to a good start. I'm just waiting for the Knicks to play tomorrow. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Going to have to watch that 90-day fiancé replay later in, <laughs> that night. Yep, for sure. And um, what was I going to say? So, yeah, that's, that's yeah, some exciting playoffs. Um, yeah, it would have been interesting to see the Wizards um, facing the, the, the Nets, but uh, Celtics had other plans. You know, we could have had, we could have had, um, we could have had the battle of the Thunder, um, Thunder MVP. She would have had um, Reggie, uh, I mean, what's his name again? Oh, my goodness. Russell Russell with the Wizards. Uh, versus um, Durant and uh, and Harden battling out those three yeah. the, those three teammates. Yep, arguably the three greatest players in Thunder history. Oh so, yeah, no doubt. That would have been a a great matchup, but guess we'll have to wait until next year for something like that to have, go down. And then of course the Lakers versus Warriors. I mean, you know those guys are those, both teams are playing well. You know, obviously, if this was the same Warriors team from a few years ago, this could have been a Western Conference Finals, you know. But the the Warriors got eliminated, and uh, the Lakers, they're trying to defend. You know, they're they're thinking like Mac. You know, they they want to retain the title. And we're about giving their team a pass, you know, if they they get eliminated. But... um, But um yeah great great um great postseason so far and uh, yeah before we shift gears to baseball quickly uh, here's the finalists for the awards that we we talked about um you know early in the show the MVP award obviously like I mentioned um, Randall got um, robbed from a possible potential but yeah you you got three um, Incredible candidates in Steph Curry, who's my pick, to be honest with you, Joel Embiid, and of course Nola Djokovic. On uh, NBA Defensive Player of the Year, you got Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, and Ben Simmons. I would give uh, Draymond Green that one. Then you got um, the Six Man Award. You got Jordan Clarkson, who's been great, of course. Uh, Joe Inglis, and um, and then of course Derek Rose, which are obviously that's my pick, right there for the sixth man. You got Rookie of the Year, Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, and Tyrese Halliburton, right there. Edwards. And, repeat what you said. I pick Edwards. Yeah, I think he's gonna win that as well. And um, you've got the most improved player. You got. Um, Jeremy Grant, you got Michael Porter Jr. and Julius Randles. I mean, it's it's Randall. obvious who we pick Randall 
hands down. And then you got Coach of the Year. Thibodeau. You got Quinn Quinn Snyder. You got Tom Thibodeau, and you got Monty Williams. And like we said, Tom Thibodeau should win that, you know. And, you know, we'll as usual, we'll keep you posted once the results are revealed. But, uh, yeah, with that said, yeah, we're going to shift gears um, to your Bronx Bombers, Mac. I mean, your boys, they've been smoking at the plate, winning five in a row. Yeah. Um, they won seven now nothing. six in a row. Oh, right, my fault. Six six in a row. Uh, I think they won by the final score of seven nothing with Garrett Cole on the mound. And that's not even the highlight of the week. Of course, we're talking about Corey Kluber turning, black, turning back the clock. And, uh, you know, throwing a no-hitter. And he became, I think, the sixth six, uh, pitcher this year to throw it. And for all we know, there could be one going on right now because it seems like every week there's oh, a no-hitter. Yeah. So I know. I, this is just saying, I'm throwing a no-hitter right now. <laughs> so, I mean, who knows? Who knows who's, um, who's throwing a no-hitter on the West Coast right now? Yeah, a lot of no-hitters this year, man. It's insane. At this point, we could have, like, 10 or 20 no-hitters. I know. If the, Mets have throw, if the Mets throw a no-hitter or a perfect game, then you know this. there's something wrong. There's oh, something man. wrong with this. Oh, man. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah I think the Padres, yeah, the Padres threw their first ever no-hitter with, with, with Joe Musgrave. Like, literally the first no-hitter in their, their history. It was Mets and, and Padres who never threw a no-hitter until, you know, um, you know June 1st. Which the the um the anniversary is coming up soon, June first, twenty twelve, when Johan Santana threw the first no hitter. Yes, it's a controversial one, you know, because Beltran hit should have counted. But hey, if the WWE referees didn't see it, I didn't see it either. So the 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 streak got snapped. And then of course Joe Joe Musgrave, um, you know, throwing his no hitter, um. Um, earlier this year, so. And you're right. It is a Knicks. Uh, Yankees have won five in a row, not six, uh, in a row. Uh-huh. Um, wishful thinking on my part for tomorrow mm-hmm. when they beat the when they sweep the uh, rain, the White Sox tomorrow. But Yankees have been playing well. They uh, they've won I think two out of the last thirty one starts. Twenty twenty two the last. 31 uh, games, I should say, and the pitching has been brilliant. Right now, we lead the American League in ERA. You know, uh, Herman and Kluber, the last seven games, uh, you know, I think uh, Kluber is 4-1, and one, and Herman is also 4-1 and one over the last seven games. So they've been pitching great. And um, Cole, I mean, he's been phenomenal this year. You know, he had a great game today. He struck out seven. And I think um, only walked three, so he improves to six and two. But the offense, you know, we still need to see more from the offense because I think the offense is still a bit more – is still inconsistent at times. So I want to see more from the offense. But the pitching, the pitching has been great all year. The only weakest link right now on the Yankees is uh, Taylon. You know, he uh, he's a bit inconsistent, so we need him to step up. Once he gets his uh, stuff all together, you know, we could be unstoppable in the American League. You know, for our pitching, I think we can go a long way. 
So the Yankees right now, they're they're playing real well. And right now they're only a game back of the Red Sox. So American League better watch out. So we're coming. Yep. The Yankees are back on track, so it's scary for the league, the rest of the league, you know, because obviously, you know, we already know. I don't even have. I could just drop the mic. You know how you know how the Yankees are. You know once they they get on a hot streak, and they threw a no hitter too, which, you know that you know the Yankee you got the Yankee fans grinning in ear to ear. You know what yeah. happens every time they throw they throw a no hitter a perfect game in the season. So, seemingly. and you know we uh, so Kluber throws a no hitter, and then the next night we get a triple play. Like oh, what's yeah, going on? Down. With um, what's yeah. that, with, with um, what's his name on the mound? Um, Chapman. Yeah. Was it a six, a six four three? Is it triple Probably, play? Yeah. From third to from third second to first. Or is it six five four or something like I that? I think I maybe it's a six four three. Let me do the math. Okay, one one is the pitcher, two is the catcher, um, three is first base. Four is the second baseman. Five is the shortstop. Six is the pitcher. I mean, I the six is the the, the um, third baseman, and then I think seven, eight, nine is from left to right, left to left to right field. So that'd be seven, eight, nine. So that would be a most likely a, a what six six four three double play. Yeah, exactly. Six. It was a six four three double play. Yep. So that was that was. Yeah, it's been a fun week for the Yankees. Talking about talking about the position um, players, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of that old school. Um, um, I've been Castello, who's on first. Oh bit. yeah, right. <laughs> that infamous bit. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Yeah, we'll 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 be talking more about the Yankees uh, as the season co- go along because. They're not going anywhere except for the playoffs. So yeah, we'll keep you posted. Gotta keep it up. Yep. Shifting gears, uh, the Mets, man. Uh, you know they've uh, they've been they've been playing better lately, even though they fell to, by the final score of uh, three to one earlier today. Uh, Joel Lucchese, um, you know he he pitched a good game. I mean. As a Met in his Met career, he he you know he hasn't been pitching all that well. You know he hasn't been getting into the fourth or fifth inning. But today he was he he threw he was throwing he threw like no one hit ball. Like he went four innings, struck out eight, and this guy was 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 like on his way to to go into the fifth inning. But unfortunately, Rojas took him out out of the fifth inning uh, after four innings, and I'm like. Why did he do that? Like this dude was, you know, he was pitching good. He he, he struck out he struck out eight guys. He only threw forty three pitches. Like this guy is a former this guy is a former a former starter. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like he, this was a bullpen game and he 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 exceeded expectations. Like leave him in the game. Like he yeah. was shaking the other starts that he's had, but you know, leave him in. Apparently. Um, you know, they felt like uh, Rojas felt like you know he's been the bullpen, and I guess he felt like he didn't have the the, the durability to to do it. 
But I mean, this guy. I mean, he he was pitching great. You know, he went to Sean Reed Foley. You know, a guy we we um we we traded in the um in the what you gonna call it the um the Stephen Match trade. And you know, he's pitched well in relief. Uh, you know, the Mets end up falling to them. And going back to Joey uh, Joe Joe Joey Lucchese, he was traded in a in a in a in a in a three team trade uh, in the off season in January nineteenth of uh, of this year. Um, you know, basically um, the um, the Mets. You know, they got Lucchese, of course. Um, the Padres received Andy Rodriguez, and in the t- team tree the 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 um you know the Padres got the Andy Rodriguez they got D- David Benar Oscar Cruz um, Drake Fellows uh, Hudson Head and but who, who the the marquee guy that was traded in this deal was the Pirates trading Joe Musgrave in this trade and look what happened they trade him on January January nineteenth. April 9, 2001, that's when Musgrave snapped the, the Padres, um, you know, no-hit streak when, they, when he no-hit the, the Padres. So Mets, you know, inadvertently, you know, was part of part of that history. Because if the Mets didn't acquire Lucchese in that three-team trade, the Padres wouldn't have been able to trade Musgrave to the Padres. But um, yeah, the Mets, man, the Mets are having a typical year. I mean, with the exception of them actually making it, they're leading the division. But the Mets, you know, they they've they've been like how they've been prior to the Yankees taking that injury bug. Mets have like at least sixteen players on the IL as we speak, and most of those guys were on the on, on the um were on the opening day lineup. And uh, but the magical thing that's been happening this, these past couple of games or this season, the bench mob has been performing. You know, Nido he's been a backup catcher for 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 many for many years. He's he's starting to swing the bat, and and you know that put James McCann, you know the four year I think what is it forty million dollar contract guy that we we signed in the off season. He's the bench guy right now, and then you got you got unlikely heroes. You got um, Mazika, you know, hitting his first major league home run uh, not too long ago, and and having two walk offs and like with days apart, you know, this season, and and then just most recently, um, Friday night, you know, um, basically in extra innings, you had Fargus, you had um, Kalel Kalel Hill, you had um, Hager, um, you know, they had big hits and basically. Um, I'm tr- Khalil Hill and Hager got their first major league hit in the same exact inning, and that propelled them the Mets, you know, to um to take the lead in the extra innings, in the twelfth inning, and basically, um, you know, um, shut down the 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 Marlins that that um that game, and then um you know. Then of course, um, you know, today we had this game, but yeah, the Mets—they've been battling the injury bug, but it seemed like every day, with the exception of um, 
now it's yesterday's game since it's 12-4 as I'm speaking to you. You know, with the exception of Saturday, Saturday, Saturday's game, you know, they've been having guys, unlikely heroes, come and save the team and help lead them to the, to the, to the victory because the bullpen has been great. The bench has been great. You know, out of nowhere they've been producing. It's just the starting lineup. They have to, they have to step it up. I mean, once they, they could avoid the injury bug. I mean, a lot, Peter Alonso is now on the, the, the IL. Um, yeah, they just need to stay healthy and, and, and produce and get these guys, these guys back. I mean, the only, the only guy from the starting lineup from – well, actually, Dom Smith didn't even start opening day. But, but he's the only regular guy. Oh, yeah, and Lindor. Lindor, he's been hitting lately. Those are the only two guys, Lindor and um, Dom Smith, that's been in the lineup regularly. Everybody else has been on the IL. So hopefully the Mets can, can come true. Um, Jacob DeGrom, he threw, uh, you know, a single, you know, against a single A team. And they were posting hilarious stuff on, on, on social media about how he's, he's just killing them. Like, you, you definitely got to check that out. Um, but, yeah, all in all, the Mets, you know, they're in first place. And they, you know, they just got to stay healthy. And, you know, hopefully Carrasco can come back. Syndergaard should be coming sometime next month. Um, so, you know, let's go mess. So, you know, basically, you know, um, DeGrom, when he comes back, he should be good to go. He might even pitch this Tuesday. You got, um, Strowman who, um, who bounced back from that horrible story he had, um, the, the previous start before, um, was it Friday night? And then you have Walker who's been great, but I think he might be on the IL too. So, and then, oh yeah, Kevin Pillar, he, he had that big injury when he collided to to um to the to the um center field wall um in in, in um a few days ago I think it might have been against the Braves and he you know he he felt bad that he was on the IL instead of his face his nose getting broken by a by no no as a matter of fact, yeah what what am I saying that was a, he he injured his face not too long ago um running in the wall but he still played what happened to him recently was that he got hit by the pitch on the nose, broke his nose, was down for like a minute or two, and got up by his own power. Like, it was crazy. Well, but, well, you know, oh, all the injuries and everything going on, the, net, the Nets, not the Nets, the Mets, I should say, mm-hmm. they're still in first place. Because right now the National League is, you know, Braves, Marlins, and those other teams, they're not separating themselves from the bunch. So the, the Mets, they're leading the pack. Absolutely. And Mets, so we, uh, Mets can uh, keep hold on to this division. Mm-hmm. Mets, as we speak, they have a two-and-a-half game lead on the Phillies and the Braves, who are both tie- Phillies and Braves. The Mets' two biggest rivals are tied for second place, yeah, two Braves games behind. this year. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, Braves is Braves is the shocking team of this whole bunch. How they're underachieving. It's it's. I mean, they've they've suffered injuries as well, but yeah, you know, it's it's surprising with that talent. They should be they should be um in Much on it. Much better. Yeah. Yeah, and another thing, uh, you know, Mets made a small move. They acquired the former Marlin and the former Cub, and of course. 
the former uh, Marlin and Yankee, uh, Cameron Maben. He he got traded to the Mets. Oh really? You know? uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think he has a hit yet as a Met, but yeah, he 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 went to, he, he went to the blast of, to the, he went back to the future when he when he was with the Yankees two years ago. Oh yeah, that spark off the bench, you know, with, with you guys, you know, playing playing with you guys. Yeah, he he, I liked him. I like when he was on the team. You know, I wish we could have kept him. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully he does well with you guys. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can learn how to, he can hit because he's he's been doing some dazzling plays. Um, you know the, this guy he you know he he had some you know moments against the Mets you know on those uh you know those Mets teams that collapsed in 07 or 08. As a matter of fact, um, Maven caught the last infamously caught the last out um, that eliminated the Mets um, from the postseason in 08. Which was also the last day of Shea, when they had all the legends showed up in Mets history. You had Yogi Berra, you know Doc and Daryl and um, Ed Cranepool, all the all the Mets greats. You know they were there. Seaver, Piazza, I mean you name it. All the all the Mets, the the Mets who's who, who were living at that time showed up, and that you know arguably probably was some of those guys I mentioned was their last appearance. You know. It, in a Met uniform, but um, yeah. So hopefully he can make some Met magic uh, this year as a member of the Mets. So you gotta believe. Hopefully the Mets can keep this division and go on a magical run. You know who knows? If the Knicks can do it right now, hopefully the Mets can do it too. Hopefully. So let's let's see what let's see what happens. But um. Yeah, shifting gears, WWE. Um, yeah, let's get to this um, WrestleMania backlash. Um, I didn't see all of it. I saw it towards the end. What was your thoughts of, of the pay-per-view? Uh, it was okay. It, it was okay. It wasn't great, but it was an okay pay-per-view. I watched, I, I watched some of it. I didn't watch all of it. Uh, the beginning I saw, but I kind of uh, drifted off in the in the end there. Yeah, let's let's dive right into it. So yeah, we had a surprise match: Sheamus versus um, Ricochet, and of course, you know Sheamus defeated Ricochet. Uh, Rhea Ripley she defended her woman her Raw Women's Title against Oscar and Charlotte. I was surprised by that one. Yeah, I, I, I thought, thought Charlotte was gonna win that one. I thought Charlotte would have won that one. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. But we're just avoiding the inevitable. Charlotte will win the title back. Eventually. Faster than you could say SummerSlam, she'll be a champion already. Yeah. All right. So, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, of course, they defeated. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode for the SmackDown uh, Tag Team Champions, which was expected. And it made perfect sense. You know, congratulations to the Mysterio family, you know, being the first father and son duo to win a tag team title. So, much props. And then, um, you know, you had Damian Priest defeat The Miz. 
uh, in the Lumberjack match. And the Miz, for the first time in his career, he suffered a major injury. So, you know, speedy recoveries for the Miz. And he had the Army of the Dead. You know, yeah, I heard about that. that was, I missed that match, but, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that they was were the Lumberjacks outside of the ring, and it was like, it was like watching Walking the Dead. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. So the Lumberjacks, the, they didn't have regular Lumberjacks. So I did hear about zombies who were inside the pay-per-view event. So they didn't have regular, they never had any regular um No, no wrestlers. It was just the they army. Really, it was outside. just zombies. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is insane. Because a lot of people were talking about, like, zombies were at the pay-per-view event. Yeah. But the Lumberjacks were entirely zombies. Like, come on. Yep. Who was this Damien Priest um, doing or something? Did they even explain why there's zombie? I don't, I, I, <laughs> zombie? I don't know. I don't know about, you know. That, why didn't they do that in the WrestleMania between the, the um, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton? Yeah, that would have been a good that idea. That would have made more sense. Yeah. Because the only supernatural thing Damien Priest does is, you know, he does his poses in the in, in the ring and he... He does that firing arrow thing, and then you know the you know the the sky or the the, the arena shows his name, you know you know um, written in fire. That's it. Like it's not like he he really has powers that they show he has powers in in this thing. So it just how huh, what you said? Blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it doesn't like it's out of place. And then you got Bianca Belair. He's versus... as real as Peter Popoff. <laughs> <laughs> you get no argument from me. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, Bianca Belair, she defeated Bailey. And it looks like they're going to have a rematch. You know. Um, you know, Be- Bianca Belair retained the title. She's a smack. She's still the SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, you have Bobby Lashley defeating Braun Strowman and and Drew McIntyre as expected, um, and he retains the WWE Championship. Um, and it looks like they're teasing that Kofi might be the next title championship contender after he he defeated um, Brock Lesnar with uh, Drew McIntyre's um, interference by hitting. Um, uh, Bobby Lashley with uh, Drew Mac with, with uh, MVP's uh, you know walking stick. Yeah. And then uh, last but not least, you had Roman Reigns defeat Cesaro and made him ta- ta- well pass out, and he retained the WWE Universal Championship. So all in all, you know they had some good matches here and there, but. This was a needless okay. pay-per-view event. Needless pay-per-view event. They just, other than other than Rey Mysterio and his son winning the title, they were just basically treading water. There was no other title, you know, like titles change. You know, to me, this was just a waste of a pay-per-view, and then to rebrand it as WrestleMania Backlash. Come on, now, this makes no sense. I'm looking forward to the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view event, but. Yeah, that this one, better, I think. this one, this was needless. Like, if you're not, if you're not gonna have any title changes, with the exception of, like, of course, the Rey Mysterio one, 
Why are you gonna have a pay per view event? This, I mean, this this was this was a waste of time, really. Um, trying to think what else happened. Oh, on SmackDown, um, what's his name? Um, Apollo Apollo Cruz was able to retain his his um his title because Al- Alistair Black made his return from seven seven months ago. You know, he he finally showed up after weeks of cutting promos of his return. He finally showed up and hit Black Mass on um, you know, mm-hmm. that spinning kick, roundhouse kick on um on Biggie, so that um. Apollo can retain it. Yeah, that was a good match. A good match, but uh, yeah, the way it ended, that was a BS. Typical WWE. So now, is Alistair Black? Is he gonna fight Apollo? Or is he gonna fight Big E? Who's gonna, who's gonna fight exactly? I'm assuming he's gonna fight Big E. Because if he fights cause... Big E, then that's gonna take him. That's gonna take Big E out of the the um the Intercontinental picture. But it doesn't make no sense because he did it to try to prevent Biggie from winning the title. But does he? He want the Intercontinental title himself? I, I don't get where where this is headed. That would be my. Maybe opinion. they might even have a triple threat. Maybe who knows? Maybe. But yeah, that's that's the um. Yeah, that's the the WWE news. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, Impact Wrestling basically Moose um, Moose is gonna battle uh, Kenny Omega, the AEW and Impact Wrestling champion, uh, for the title. And uh, apparently, Moose um, his contract is up with um, with uh, Impact Wrestling. So who knows? He might. If he loses uh, the match, which, you know, that's a possibility, obviously. He might end up being in WWE, for all we know. And um, AEW, the AEW news, um trying to think what what happened also. Uh, they're going to have a, a, a pay-per-view upcoming as well. Um, it escapes me, but... I'm trying to think what else happened that was major. Um, well, yeah, Cody Rhodes, he's going to fight um, um, the Ogogo guy uh, coming up in the pay-per-view event, and he's going to be, uh, for the first time ever, he's going to be called the American Dream, Cody Rhodes, in honor, in honor of his father, you know. So that's a, that's a memorable thing. And, oh, yes. Um, the inner circle is gonna battle um, the pinnacle one more time at the stadium stampede uh, match, and if inner circle loses again, then uh, they are gonna have to break up their group. So yeah, if that happens, Jericho is gonna go solo. You know, but um, yeah, that's that's you know that's the way it is. So we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, we'll keep you posted. Any anything else you'd like to uh, tell us, Mac? Uh, no, that's uh, about it. Uh, everyone, just uh, check out 
I'm Mac. We're listening for my podcast. And come back, check out Sports Urban Legend, only on Box Talk Radio every Saturdays at 11. Yeah, so you, you heard the man. Check out those shows. Um, check out check out my show. Uh, check out my YouTube show, Sports Urban Legend TV. Of course, check out uh, IMAX show. Check your local listings on that. And uh, check out this show, Sports Urban Legend, with your host, William Ramo, the man you're hearing talking to you right now. I'll be back next um Next Saturday at ten. I mean, rather next Saturday at eleven. Don't come out at ten because you're gonna be an hour early. You know, come back next Saturday at eleven. We're gonna be here talking to you. Hopefully, we'll be talking the next win. So he's a Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramo. I'll see you next week. And uh, now that I remember, uh, you know, rest in peace to uh, Paul Mooney. You know, a comedian. Great, you know, he's he, he worked behind the scenes of, um, you know, of In Living Color. Um, I'm trying to think what other show, um, the, the Richard Pryor show. And uh, so, you know, Chappelle show did some funny, uh, you know, Negro Damas and other, you know, clips on that. So, you know, rest in peace to him. And, uh, you know, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully with some more Nick wins, you know, in the playoffs. So, again, he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm Wayne Ramon. See you guys next week, and uh, let's go Knicks. We are the New York 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 Knicks. They go New York, go New York, go. On the fourth floor in Morris 94 And the Knicks are hardcore And I'll tell you like this We ain't never looked sharper With Hubert, Bonner, Gray, and Harper It's the Knicks and we're back on pace Everyone's gearing up for the championship race And the fans are going crazy And they're doing it for a reason Cause 94 is the Knicks of the season You better believe the Knicks got all that cake We're shooting three-pointers And we're running fast racing If your defense makes a mistake Then BAM! You ain't dunks in your face This is a team you don't want to miss We are New York we are the New York Knicks. Go New York, go New York, go. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.